Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another year of the Ninth State Sports Show Football Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina, and joining me for another football season, a former coach in the Granite State, Mike Lockman. Mike, how are you doing? Joe, I'm happy to be back. It, uh, it feels good to be talking about football again. It sure does. It's uh, it's hard to believe that uh, it's already here. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like it wasn't that long ago, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you do too, that I was uh, I was emailing you the schedule. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, I must be crazy for putting this together because the spring just ended. And uh, and here we are, uh, mid-August, and we are, we're, I mean, football's upon us. Practice started last week. Uh, scrimmages are going to start up this following weekend. And uh, it, it kind of looks like things are sort of returning to normal. Yeah, it'll feel, it'll feel good after last year. You know, we talked a lot uh, at, at this point last year, you know, as we were getting ready for the season to go. And, and uh, you know, it was such a weird um, circumstance last year because the, 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 the time that the, you know, the, the time and place that the pandemic was sort of in, and some of the uncertainties and things. And, you know, we talked for a couple of the weeks leading up to the season about, you know, how much of it was just going to seem like a really kind of twilight zone-ish season because we knew that teams were going to be in and out. We knew that schedules were sort of shortened. There was no preseason. So it's it's nice now. I'm I'm sure the coaches and players would agree. (laughs) uh, It's nice to have a little bit more of a a sense of normalcy around the season. Yeah, it uh, it definitely feels that way. Um, Well, uh, just want to remind everybody that um, you know you can send us questions and uh, feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at nhhsports. And uh, this year you'll be able to listen to the show on Tuesday mornings at nh-highschoolsports.com. Uh, before we get started, I want to take care of uh, a few items. Uh, first up, if you own a business or you know someone who does and think it would be pretty cool to hear us talking about your business right now on the podcast, well, you might be interested in becoming a sponsor of the Nine State Sports Show. Or maybe you'd like to be a sponsor in some other capacity for nh-highschoolsports.com. Uh, either way, we're looking for sponsors to help offset the cost of coverage for the 2021 fall season. If you were interested in helping us promote New Hampshire high school sports, uh, please send us, us an email, again, at nh highschoolsports at gmail.com and as we said uh, the schedule looks a little bit more normal this fall Uh, we'll once again be offering special football memberships Uh, what that will include is access to all football stories posted at nh-highschoolsports.com throughout the season Uh, and then at the end of the year you'll also receive a copy of our football yearbook a full color magazine that contains all of that coverage along with tons of photos from throughout the year Uh, you can sign up for that by going to the site uh, nh-highschoolsports.com and clicking on the membership tab at the top of the home page all right we got that out of the way uh i think it's uh what, what are we going to talk about this week i think we were going to talk about uh just the, the what we said the schedules um that they're back to normal um but there are a few things that are a little bit different this year that were supposed to be in place last year and kind of got thrown out the window uh thanks to uh thanks to the pandemic Yeah, you know, I think I think that you had mentioned prior to the to the discussion here on the air that uh, there were some there were some divisional alignment things that uh, that they were going to try for the first time last year. And and those kind of, you know, again, it was sort of where where can you get games was really (laughs) what it it devolved into (laughs) last year. 
Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure that I'm as up on it as you are. What did, what have they got cooked up? So Division One, uh, all the conferences are the same. Um, they uh, they decided this to last year was supposed to be um, crossover between uh, the North Conference and East Conference and the West and the South, uh, and they decided to stick with that for this year for for 2021. So you're going to have the North and the East playing on one side. Uh, and then the West and the South playing on the other. You know, the winners from those two uh, clusters would then meet in the finals. So not too much, um, you know, has, has really changed in Division I, uh, but it's Division Two, Three, and Four where there's, uh, there's a, um, some big differences. Um, the biggest one in Division Two, you had... Uh, it, it had been broken down into two conferences of nine teams for the last couple of years. Uh, but it had been broken down into north and south. So last year it was supposed to be divided into east and west, which that'll be the case this year. So you have um, the east conference made up of Plymouth, Merrimack Valley, Sanborn, Kingswood, Kennett, Pembroke, St. Thomas, uh, Timberlane, which again had dropped down from D1 uh, prior to last season, and then uh, Guilford-Belmont, those are all in the east. And then in the west you have Hollis-Brookline, Bow. Lebanon, uh, Hillsborough, Deering, Hopkinton, Manchester West, John Stark, Milford, Hanover, and Sauhegan. So yeah. the the format's still the same there. You play all eight uh, all the other eight teams in your conference with one crossover for a a nine game uh, regular season, um, and then I, playoffs I think are still seated the same way. Top two teams in each conference, and then the six uh, next six teams with the best uh, football rating. Uh, so then, the then the the changes for Division three and four, um, you know, two years ago Division three had had twelve teams, and Division four had had eight teams. This uh, prior to last season, they had uh, balanced that out, so it was ten and ten. Uh, so Division three, you have uh, Laconia, Kearsarge, Pelham, uh, Winnesquam, Interlakes, Moultonboro, Conval, Monadnock, Stevens, Trinity, and Campbell. Uh, and then in Division Four, you got Summersworth, Franklin, uh, Muscoma, Bishop Brady, Raymond, Epping Newmarket, Newfound, Newport, Fall Mountain, and Farmington Newt. So what that does too is it uh, it changes the playoffs for Division Three and Four. So with only ten teams, that means uh, four teams make the playoffs. So it'll only be two rounds of playoffs as opposed to three. So those two divisions will end uh, a week early. Um, I believe it's November. 13th yeah uh november 13th will be the th- division three and four finals and then november 20th uh you get division one and division two so nothing i mean it's not it's not you know major major changes i don't think uh and again these were things that had been put in place before last season it's just that all that got thrown out the window when uh when life got thrown out the window yeah yeah and there's a couple there was a couple Moves in there, I think, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think Hillsborough during Hopkinton came up a division. I think they competed in D3 yes, last year. They were, well, they were in uh, – they moved up to D2 last year, yeah. Oh, did they? Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, you had um, Hillsborough during Hopkinton and Lebanon moving up from D3 to D2. You had Timberlane moving down and replacing Alvern, who went back up to D1. Um, right. But then you also had uh, Conval and um, Pelham moving from D2 down to D3. 
Uh, and yes, then, and Conval was one of the few did not play teams, correct? Right. Conval, Kearsarge, um, they did not have seasons last year. Uh, Interlakes Moultonboro ended up uh, not really playing much of a season. I don't think Farmington Newt did as well, uh, but in, in Division Four. So yeah, to to even out the teams there, you had like you said, Conval and and um, Pelham moved down. Winnesquam moved up from four to three, and then you had. Um, Summersworth, Epping Newmarket, and Newport moved down uh, from three to four, and uh, and Newport last year, uh, actually Newport and Summersworth played then in the Division Four Championship game last year, so kind of a yeah interesting uh, twist there, where you have two teams that had been up a division uh, come down and and then play in the final. Of course, of uh, not not a normal season, so who knows if that would have been the case. Um, I think Summersworth played like one game before actually getting into the you know the playoff uh bracket so yeah definitely <laughs> definitely a weird season that 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 hopefully all of us don't ever have to experience again yeah yeah well and and you know the other thing too talking about the couple few teams that really didn't have much of a chance to play or there you know there were teams like uh for example I think Bo sticks out as a team that had they got to play but their season was really kind of truncated because they were you know they were they were down and then they could play and then they were down again. So, uh, meaning out, right? Not able to play. So you know you could be a, a Conval program who's like they've got to be just chomping at the bit to get back out there. But then, you know you've had the, you have your seniors. The last time they've played football was when they were sophomores. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting effect. You know, it's kind of a, um, you know, like hey, you know, they've got something going for them emotionally. Where like they didn't get to play last year so they're going to be hungry they're going to be fresh but the flip side of it is you know you you lose you lose that critical year for your uh, the experience of your seniors right the junior year is really a developmental year um and so that's an interesting challenge for the coaches of those teams who really didn't have a a season last year and you know how are they going to uh you know how are they going to match up to the teams that did get in the, did get up let me try that again. Did end up getting to play last yeah, year. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, I, I from what I've what I've gathered from the, the few teams that I've I've gotten out to to see and practices I've gotten to go to so far, uh, the first couple of days here. I mean, every everybody it seems it seems like just there's a level of enthusiasm and I don't know excitement um, that I don't want to say isn't usually there. But it's not. It's definitely not usually there on the first day of practice when it's ninety-five degrees out. Yeah. Um, you know, when everybody's sweating buckets. Um, yeah, it definitely had a different feel. Um, well, you know, well, we out. talked about that last year too, Joe. Remember? I mean, we were saying, hey, if there's any silver lining to this this cloud, which was that that really weird twenty twenty season, it was. You know, it, it it'll it'll hopefully teach the players and the kids. Um, how precious that time is that those seasons are those games are, you know, I, I can remember distinctly bringing that up a couple of times. And, uh, you know, if that's really the case, right. And, and you said you've been out to a couple few places. You, you've been to a number of places from what you told me and you've seen and, and kind of gotten a feel for, um, you know, you've been going to practices for a long time oh, and covering yeah. this stuff, right. You know, you know what those practices feel like a typical one versus a good one yeah. just from watching for a little bit. And, you know, if your your observation is, hey, the kids and the coaches are pretty jacked up. There's a lot of there's just a different feel in the air this year, right? Maybe maybe what I said is true, and you know, guys just learned like, hey, this thing could get taken away 
in a heartbeat if something changes here. You know, we got to enjoy every moment. That's awesome if that's the case. Yeah, and I, you know, and I've, I've made a made it a point to ask all the coaches too. Um, you know, because it, it, in a way, it almost feels like, you know, I mean, it, it as much as we are close to normal, we're really not at normal, um, right? Yet, so it's kind of like, are you, are you, you know. No one's no one wants to treat COVID like it's the elephant in the room. Like it's it, you got to talk about it, um, right? And it and it seems like that's the case. But it, you know, and and that's like I think kind of what the, you know, it's it's become kind of a, you know, you you know as a as a a coach, um, you know, you you talk to your kids about making the right decisions. You know, you don't go out and do this. You know, you don't go and do that. You you have to be responsible not only for yourself but for you know, your commitment to your teammates and, and COVID sure. is now another one of those things, you know, it, you're not going to go maybe to an indoor concert and stand in the mosh pit, you know, the night before a game or, or right. the, week, the week you've got a big game coming up because, you know, you don't want to run that risk. Um, yeah, it's true. It, it puts another layer of sort of, uh, um, you know, that, that responsibility, right? There's already enough things for players to worry about that they could make bad choices and, and hurt a team. Right. Um, you know, it, it adds one more thing now that the coaches have to talk about, that the players, if they're dedicated and their hearts are really in it for their team, like they've got to be cognizant of, right, I can't go out there and make a selfish mistake as much as I might want to do this fun thing because, man, if I get hit with something and – uh you know, because I made a mistake or a bad choice, you know, that hurts the team. Right, right. Um, on a less serious note. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, we get we get scrimmages that start uh, on Friday. Um, I've got a couple penciled into my schedule already. Um, you know, I, I usually try to get to, to some scrimmages anyways, but I think this year might be even more, you know, more so than, than normal just because, you know, I, I want to I watch some football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we've got uh, the return of, of the Jamborees, um, you know, coming up, uh, not this coming weekend, but the following week. Uh, of course, the Queen City Jamboree, uh, Kingswood is hosting a, its Jamboree, um, I believe also. I think both of those are are uh, Friday the 28th or 27th. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's coming up real quick and, and you know, we're going to we're going to be into it before you know it and looking over that week one schedule um i'm not entirely sure who's responsible for for putting schedules together but you know they deserve a, i think a gold star for for some of these matchups in, in week one at least going off of what we know about you know what, what we expect teams to look like based off of who's returning in certain places um i i think this there's going to be a lot of really good games uh that opening weekend yeah, I, I agree. I was looking at the schedule that you sent me, and uh, you're right. It's it's in a way I love I love when they do this. I love when you get really good matchups week one because it just it just ignites the season with a lot of great interest. On the other side, though, I worry about it because, uh, and maybe this is more the, the the old coach in me talking than a fan. But uh, yeah, you know, you you, uh, you you love to have everybody at midseason form when they get those really great matchups. Right, and right. I think they do a good job doing that for the pure rivalry games, right? Like the Exeter Winniconnet, the the Milford Sauhegan, you know, all those kind of the North South games, right? The Londonderry Pinkerton Mac Black right, game. They right. do a good job usually of pushing those 
to mid. Um, so maybe I shouldn't be complaining, right? I mean, hey, you know, when the when the when the whistle blows, you got to be ready to play week one. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm with you, right? As a fan, I'm looking at that, saying, yeah, there's some really good matchups with different stories attached to them going on week one that are that should be really cool. You know the the. I mean, there's, there's, I want to say a handful of D1 games that first Friday, um, September 3rd, that I just, you know, it's going to make it tough to decide where to go. Um, honestly, I, it's one of those weeks where I wish I could be in more than one place. Um, yeah. I mean, because you got Salem at Nashua South, um, Bedford at Winnicunit, uh, Goffstown at Exeter, and, uh, and, and two teams that I think are, are going to be um, kind of up and coming this year, uh, Manchester Memorial at Dover. Yeah, um, you know, so those that that right there, that's what four games that, um, you know, you, you want to mark in the schedule, and that doesn't include, um, you know, Londonderry at Merrimack, uh, and then uh, a rematch of a of a play-in game last year, BG at Keene, um, and then on that Saturday you've got Pinkerton at Wyndham, which, um, you know, I know when they played, they played last year in in in, in a kind of a weird situation where it was Wyndham's first game. And then it ended up being Pinkerton's last game because their season, the whole school got, uh, all all of fall sports got uh, suspended at that at, after yeah, that. Yeah, they got shut down. Um, you know, so that's a that's an opening game, uh, opening weekend game. So I mean, all of those those are, are are kind of exciting matchups, I think. Yeah, if you think about some of the different stories there, right? I mean, Salem and Nashua South jumps off the page because I think talking to some of the coaches around the state in D one. Um, I, I think a lot of people are expecting both of those teams to be very, very good this year. Right, I think, yeah. you know, Salem had a pretty good year last year. Um, you know, South did too, and they've got enough coming back where I think, you know, they're not going to slide under the radar on anybody. So that's a great matchup to come right out of the gate with. Um, Gosstown at Exeter, right? I mean, that's kind of cool. That that's a That's been sort of an interesting... Uh, developing rivalry, right? It's yeah. not quite Goffstown yeah. Bedford, right? Uh, but they've had their go, uh, you know, within the last five or six years uh, in, in the playoffs, where um, you know that they've been some really good battles. So that's a nice one. Yeah, they uh, and like you mentioned, oh, go ahead. I was going to say they met. They played in the final in in 2015, and then I believe they met in the semifinals in 2016 or 2017. It was 2017. Yeah, uh, or not the the quarterfinals, excuse me. Um, so yeah, they've had and and I feel like every you know since um, you know since they were both moved up to D one, I think they've they've played some really good games. I don't think any of those games have really been they've either been playoff games or they've been very highly contested regular season games. Right, right. So that's a great that's a great story. Um, you know, Merrimack Londonderry. There's an ancient rivalry. Um, and those are always good games, right? I mean, even going back to the, the mid to late 80s, those were always big battles, kind of similar similar styles, of, you know, in terms of ta- the makeup of the towns um, and, the, and the history of the programs. And, uh, you know, Londonderry, I think you reported coming out of practice there, they've got over 100 kids. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, a, that's amazing. Um, and I think, uh, I think Kip Jackson had one of the best coach quotes I've ever seen in print. <laughs> Uh, I, I think you quoted him as saying, I think we had a really good first day of practice, but we might not have. <laughs> I was like, 
Kip, man, that is a great quote. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. use that if I ever get back into coaching. I mean, he, <laughs> we uh, might have had a good first day of practice, but we also might not have. <laughs> I mean, it, it was one of those, it's like, he said it, and I was like, huh, wait, huh? Oh, um, oh, no, okay, now it makes sense. I mean, he was, I mean, he was saying... He was saying it's been, you know, it's been so long, and and I think this was a, this was a recurring uh, feeling amongst a lot of coaches that I, you know, that I talked to was that, you know, it's just it's been so long to ha- since having a normal practice, right? That they just it just feels, you know, it, it feels it's, that it's different. hard to get yeah, calibrated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, you didn't really have a first day preseason practice like this last year. Yeah, so I thought I thought that was great. Um, and, and, and then you've got, um, Spalding Concord, which is interesting because you get a, you get a new head coach, uh, with Jim Corkum over at Concord taking over after right. coach Brown stepped down for a long time. And, and so that, that'll be interesting, right? What, what does, uh, the Crimson Tide have, yeah. uh, under a new coach? Um, you know, there's a couple of D2 games that kind of jump out too. Uh, one we kind of mentioned amongst ourselves before we, we started here, the Hillsborough during Hopkinton at Hollis Brookline uh, game, which is a Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff at Hollis Brookline. And when I started typing that one up, I was like, huh, did they They must have rented light. And then I remembered that now they actually have lights uh, at Hollis Brookline. So most of their games are on Friday, home games are on Friday night this year, which is, um, you know, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, and, and it, you know, lights now to go with what was already last year, uh, you know, a beautiful Right, uh, new facility and a really, like you had said, almost kind of idyllic setting up there um, at Hollis, and they did they did such a nice job on the field. And I think, you know, I think I think the plan there was to it was going to be a a multi step process, right? You get a, you put the field in first. And it was kind of standing room last year, and then they you know they do the press box and the <laughs> it stands. Wasn't, and the it wasn't kind of uh, it, it wasn't kind of standing room. It was standing <laughs> right. room. Yeah, yeah, it was standing room only last year. Yeah, I'll eliminate yeah. kinda, <laughs> and, but and, you know, I think they knew that was going to be yeah. a a phase process. And 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 um, Hillsborough during Hopkinton has been, uh, you know, one of those younger programs that has really, really done well. I mean, almost in an overachieving sort of way. Right. Uh, the last few years under Coach Wood and and that staff. So it'll be really that that's a good battle, right? I mean. Um, I think uh, I think Hollis was knocked out of the playoffs in the early round uh, at Sauhegan, who was the eventual champion last year. But that was a pretty good game up until maybe the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, HDH has has sort of been a team that's really um, in its young varsity life has has fared really well the last three or four seasons. Yeah, so yeah. good match up there. Um, that one, and then the other one, um, kind of a, a classic. You you mentioned classic D one. Rivalry matchup. Um, you also have Kennett at Sauhegan, uh to open the season on on a Friday night. Uh, yeah, when was the last time Kennett and Sauhegan matched up? I f- it, it's probably been more recent than you'd think. I feel like, but um, I yeah, I really don't know. Um, it's probably. I, I mean, if I had to get, I, if they've met recently, it's probably been in the playoffs, but. I'd have to guess that it's been since like mid two thousands. Yeah, because I mean, we certainly we certainly didn't, uh, you know, going back to the old D three days when it was Sauhegan and Gosstown and Milford and Hollis all in D three. Kennett was a D four team. Had, yeah, they had dropped down. I want to say like 
like 20 or 2006 maybe yeah i'm talking yeah i was right in that 2007 8 time frame right and then all the years that i so that covers the years that i was that i was in that division at hollis and then when i was the head coach at sauhegan we never played them right. um they were in our division but not in our conference and we we so we only would have seen them in a crossover or a playoff type game we never ended up uh, encountering them then, so I, I I bet you it's been a while. So that's a great matchup. They, they they used to have some great games back in the early 2000s. Yeah, uh, you know, and then um, you look at uh, Division three and four, and um, these uh, the schedule makers did not waste any time in getting rematches of championship games because you have on that Friday uh, Stevens at Pelham uh, in the rematch of the D three final. And then uh, on Saturday, you've got Summersworth at Newport in a rematch of the D4 final. So, um, yeah, I'm like I said, wasting wasting no time there in uh, in getting those games out of the way. Uh, yeah. And you know, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, both of those those finals last year were a little, you know, a little one sided. Um, I'm not sure. I I mean I think they might kind of lean in that direction again uh, maybe this year uh, you know I think Newport's got a pretty good group back in in D four Pelham you know Pelham has been a pretty solid program the last couple of years um, you know they would have I think if they'd have stayed in D two they probably would have even challenged for for the D two title last year uh, but yeah that's been a very good program the last couple of years yeah they really have and you're you're right it, it was. Uh, you know the 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 championship games were maybe perhaps a little lopsided in in both of those divisions, but you know I can't imagine anything being more motivating to a group of juniors coming up. Uh, and and you know these schedules, it's not like they were released in you know March or something, or maybe they were. I I, I didn't see them until you sent it to me, but. You know, I'll tell you what, you're, you're a team that lost a, a football championship game and you know you're opening up with that same team that beat you. Yeah. There's a little bit of extra juice, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in terms of your motivation and your attitude and, you know, what, what you might want to go a little, little further and a little extra with in your offseason. Um, so, so there's, again, that is an interesting story too because you got to figure that there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, thinking about payback. To put right, it mildly, right? right? If, if you're a, yeah, you know, both of those losing teams too are going on the road again uh, for those games, right? Um, you know, so you're going on, or I don't, um, maybe not again. I think actually the the D four game might have been at Summers, but still, you're going on the road to open the season on basically across the state, um, you know, to go play that game. So it's, you know, that's another thing. You you're you're sitting on a bus for a couple of hours probably thinking about it. Um, yeah, so that yeah, and there's no great way to do that. You know, some of those longer trips, it's like, you know, do you get there early and sort of get out and shake off the rust? That's probably what I would do if I was coaching. Right. Um, but you know, there's pros and cons to that approach. I, I think my take on that would be, Hey, I'm going to load everybody up. I'm going to see if the booster club will, will get us a Greyhound <laughs> as opposed to a, uh, you know, a, a, a yellow, uh, school bus. Yeah. Yeah. And take that trip and get out there a little early. Let the kids walk the field a little bit and just sort of breathe the air and stretch their legs before we we go in and do our normal uh, routine of of uh, you know the locker room and the pregame and stuff. So yeah, those those longer trips to a, a, a game that you know is going to be emotional are 
are there, I, I don't think there's any great way to do it. You got to figure out what works for your kids and make it roll. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's that's kind of the highlights I think of week one. Um, you know, certainly a number, quite a few games there. Um, you, you know, you look at week two, and uh, I think, you know, maybe that's. Uh, I I I'm I'm struggling to really find like a a standout game. I mean, you got a couple really good matchups, but but nothing that kind of jumps off the page. I think, you know, South plays Londonderry, uh, Merrimack plays North, and in in a game that's turned into a bit of a rivalry there. I mean, they've played each other quite a few times in the playoffs. It feels like, or maybe it's just been the last two years. Um, most notable, or no, I'm, I'm sorry. I think it's been the last three years. They've last the three playoffs. at least, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Dover at Bedford again. Dover, a team we're kind of uh, expecting to be, uh, you know, on the rise. Um, you know, you got uh, Salem at BG on a Saturday night in Week Two. Um, you know, BG's going to have a a pretty young but talented team. Are they going to be able to hang with what, you know, like what you were just saying? The a team that's that's got a lot coming back. Uh, Division two, you got Hollis Brookline making a trip up to Lebanon. Uh, and then you got Hillsborough during Hopkinton playing at Bo um, in a, a game on a Friday night that I'm, I'm assuming that Bo is, is renting lights. Um, and then um, maybe the, the highlight of the D2 schedule that week, you've got Sauhegan at Milford uh, on, on that Friday, second Friday in September. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. We used to, when I was uh, at Sauhegan, we used to get Milford. Uh, I think my first year we had them late in the season, but I'm, I'm going to forget about that because it was a terrible was, game yeah. for us. <laughs> but we, we used to get them. Uh, can I can I tell a, a quick story about? It? I remember the game that you're talking about. Yeah. And and I think that year because Milford Milford was very good that year. Yeah. Um, and and I think some point in the third quarter, I forget what the score was, and it just it like it's one of those. It's like I should be feeling like this is like I'm watching history here, but this is kind of what I thought was going to happen. Like it was, it was one of those things that like the the series had been so lopsided the other way um, that it should have been watching that should have been like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening, but it 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 didn't feel like that at all. Yeah, I I remember uh, I remember you calling me up and we had we had gone on a little win streak. I think we had beaten right. um, we had beaten Conval pretty soundly the week before, and we had beaten um, John Stark two weeks prior to that. And, and we might've lost to, uh, Portsmouth somewhere. And then maybe it might not have been the two in a row, but we had lost to Portsmouth and you had called me up on a Sunday to do sort of the preview thing. And you said, Hey, you know, you, you got a pretty good on a pretty good run here and everything's looking, looking up and you, know, you got Milford and you got uh, Hollis to cl- close out. And I, I mean, I remember just distinctly and yeah, oh yeah, we were all positive, And then we went out and got our butts kicked <laughs> those last two games. I mean, you know, they were good games and, and a great group of kids, but yeah, it was like, ah, yeah, all right. I don't want to, I don't want to hear that one again, Joe, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, I, I like that. That's um, kind of an early, an early season game. I always thought that was fun. You know, you get week one to shake the rust off and then you're right into a, a natural rivalry game in I mean, week two. And that, yeah. that's, that's always a good game. You um, you get kind of every you keep everybody's attention regardless of what happens after that first game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and then in the um, in Division three and four, um, you know, you've got um, I think a couple of interesting games there. Uh, one of which um, 
you know, being a D4 game, uh, now I can't find oh, here it is. Or no, I'm sorry, a D3 game between Stevens and Winnesquam uh, on that Saturday. And as, as far as I can tell, um, those two teams have never played each other. Uh, unless we're unless we're going like way way back, um, right? Which I'm not I'm not sure of. Uh, they were supposed to play in the semifinals last year, but Winnesquam ended up having to drop out of that game because of of uh, positive COVID case, right? Or, or something related to COVID. Um, yeah. So yeah, that something yeah. in the school. Yeah. So that that I found kind of interesting. Um, you know, so that's a Saturday game, and then you look at um, you know Division Four. Uh, you get um, Raymond and Fall Mountain playing each other uh, in that one, um, and it, it was a, a kind of a matchup that had been dominated by Raymond, um, you know, for a, a couple of years, including the first game of the year in 2019 that that Raymond uh, Raymond won, and then Fall Mountain turned around and beat him in the semifinals that year, 37 to nothing, and that's for the program's um, only playoff win, right? Uh, and to get into the final that year, so. That I think is kind of a, a, a sneaky matchup there. Um, it could be. Yeah, a, and they you know, and they've set up. I don't know whether they did this purposely for you, Joe, but they set up these <laughs> Division three and four games. Kind of interesting that that Saturday, which is September 11th, because you got you got Conval at Campbell at 11 a.m. Yeah, and you and you've also got Newport at Brady at 10 a.m. I, I I've never seen a football game. I mean, other than like a reschedule or something, I've never seen a varsity football game scheduled for 10 a.m. Yeah, unless, unless those were, those were typos. Um, actually now that I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't think the Newport Brady one might actually be right. Um, I think that might be a later start, but I'm not, yeah, the Campbell, um, Campbell's got a couple games on their schedule that at least say they're starting at 11. Uh, huh. I you know I don't know if that was like a placeholder until they could actually figure out a time, but no, yeah, it says Campbell and Conval are playing at eleven on that Saturday, which is, you know, if that means I can get to an extra game, I'm you know I'm not going to complain about that. Well, yeah, I was going to say if you're like a if you're like a super fan or a member of the media, <laughs> you could go to that early game, hit a two o'clock game, right, and then if if BG is playing on Saturday night, man, you can hit three games I mean, in one Saturday. This lines up, yeah, you got Conval at Campbell at eleven. And then uh, Central Goffstown at one thirty. That might be kind of tight, uh, too tight a window there. But then Salem and BG at six thirty. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, all right. We got my Saturday planned for that week. Just make that's, sure you uh, gas up. You yeah, have plenty of right. snacks. <laughs> a lot of snacks. I got to take some water with me. Yeah. Uh, maybe a change of clothes just in case it's a hot day. <laughs> yeah. Well, the yeah the temperatures change that time of year, right? You could have a. You have an eighty degree day with a fifty five degree night, or you know, yeah. cooler, right? Oh, how so many times, absolutely. How many times you're out at a Friday night game in in you know jeans and a jacket, and then yeah, you turn around on Saturday and you're back in shorts, and you know you're w- wishing for a, a fan on the sideline or something. Yep. Um. Yeah. So that's uh. Yeah. Some highlights on week two, uh. Week three. Um. Yeah. I think the big matchup there that you circle right away is uh, well, two of them. In D one, you got um, Pinkerton at Salem, um, a great great matchup, great rivalry there, and then uh, a rematch of one, maybe one of the craziest playoff games in in recent memory, uh, Nashua South at Merrimack. Yep. Uh, on on both on Friday night, um, I mean South was up what twenty to nothing in the first quarter against Merrimack, and and, and yeah, Merrimack I mean it was like back. it was like game over. 
is what yeah. it felt like. And and uh, and yeah, and then and then Merrimack had sort of a a comeback for the ages. Uh, also of note that week, uh, North at Wyndham on a Friday night. I believe that's Wyndham's annual um, blackout uh, game. Uh, yeah, blackout they, cancer. They raise uh, money, yeah, money to to help fight cancer. Um, yeah, and that's a heck of an atmosphere. If mm-hmm. anybody hasn't been over there for that, it's that's like they really do it up and have a lot of fun. You know, another game to, that week to keep an eye on. You got Goffstown at Memorial uh, again on Friday night. Um, you know, they played. What, what felt like a competitive game last year until late when uh, when Goffstown was was able to pull away. Um, you know, so th- that'll be an interesting one to see. And then um, another, you know, big D2 matchup on a Friday night, Hollis Brookline at Sauhegan. Um, you know, that that's always, again, another rivalry. Sauhegan's getting these rivalry games out of the way early. Yeah. Yeah, and th- those, are, those last two games you inter- mentioned are interesting because um, you know, the, the Sauhegan Hollis matchup is one of two teams that I think, uh, both of those teams kind of graduated a lot, yeah, right. A yeah. lot of core names that you, that, you know, but they've also been so successful in recent years that you got to assume that, and they're well coached as well, that you got to assume they're going to reload. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they do with kind of a new set of characters that I think, I think they still have, a you know, backbone guys that, that were there last right. year. But for right. in a lot of cases, there's going to be a lot of new faces stepping up there. And then um, the other one you mentioned was what was oh, it? Goff's, uh, Goffstown Memorial. Yeah, right. And then you've got both of those teams have it's kind of the opposite story. They have a lot of kids from successful campaigns coming back from last year. Right. Right. I think both of those teams are returning a lot of starters and expect to be pretty senior heavy. Um, so, so that could be a very, very indicative game of, uh, especially being an in-conference game, you know, could, could be a, an early way to shape things up. The, uh, the other, uh, D2 game, uh, to, to mark on your calendar that week, you got a Saturday afternoon meeting, uh, between Plymouth and Bow, uh, at Bow, you know, in a, in a game that, uh, I mean, those two teams have had some battles over the last couple of years with, with both in, uh, D2 of course, they both made the. Uh, they played in the finals uh, a couple of years in a row there, um, with Plymouth, w- Plymouth winning both of those. And, and uh, that first game, the first time they played, was probably one of the better championship games you'll ever see, where they kind of went back and forth late in that one. Uh, but yeah, they play Saturday afternoon. Such so an, another another good one. Uh, Bo is always a uh, an interesting place to see a Saturday game. Um, just because of the you know the way it's set up there, you got the the home side opposite of the press box and the, and the bleachers, um, yep. largely because it's in the shade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so nice home field advantage where you get the visiting sideline looking straight up into the sun for the first half. Yeah. Um, and and again, if it's one of those hot hot fall days or or just sunny fall days, you know the temperature change from sideline to sideline is uh, can be kind of dramatic. Um, Especially if you're, you're, you know, you're out there playing. And I bet, I bet that decision had nothing to do <laughs> with the the coaching staff not wanting the parents breathing down their backs while they're trying to coach a game. <laughs> I bet it was completely about the temperatures and the shade. Oh, of course. Well, they do. They do let fans on the other side of the field too. That's uh, right. They the do. Bow, they bow do. Bench, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then um, in Division Three, you've got a, an interesting matchup that week. Uh, between Monadnock and Conval, and I, I, you know, highlighted that as an interesting one. 
um, mainly because Conval doesn't really have much history against the other teams in Division Three, uh, with the exception of a handful, including Monadnock, um, that they were actually in the same conference in Division Two for for three years, yeah, uh, 2013 to 2015. And uh, yep. the Huskies won all three of those games by a combined uh, ninety-three to fourteen. Uh, yeah, I mean, so that not, I mean, they've, I was going to say they were loaded back then. They've been loaded, you know, <laughs> every year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, there was a there was a small window of time. It might have even only been one year. Where um, did Conval play them in a Thanksgiving Day matchup? I think they did. I, I think I saw that. Um... You know, when I was going back through and, and trying to see game, you know who would, who had matched up with whom, I think they might have actually played at Thanksgiving. Uh, um, I mean, going going back a ways. Yeah, I remember at one point they were they were looking for a game. They might have even approached approached us when I was at Sauhegan, and you know we had we had just kind of been coming out of the Merrimack, the long time Merrimack one, and you know we, it wasn't really on our list of things to do, but. Um, uh, yeah, I think they tried that for a year, and it it, it wasn't really a. It didn't. A big t- it hit, didn't so they take. Yeah, backed out of yeah. It, but that's, uh, a, that's a big trip. That's a long trip to make for a Thanksgiving Day rivalry game. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of long trips, uh, you've got um, in D four that week. You've got Summersworth making their second uh, cross state trip. Uh, in you know their second trip in three weeks there, with them having to go to uh, Mascoma on uh, Saturday the 18th in in a matchup where, um, as far as I could tell, teams have only ever met once. Uh, back in 2013 in the first year when they were both in Division III. Um, you know, so that's, I, that, you know, Summersworth's putting in the miles uh, early on to start the year here. Hopefully they have, uh, they finish out the year with a couple of home games against some teams that have to drive out to see them. Um, yeah, or they can cash in some frequent flyer mileage there. And... <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe just live on the bus for uh, for a week or two. Uh, right. Yeah. Um. You know, and then uh, the following week, week four, you got we're into the uh, what the end of September here, um, and that's kind of like your what you talked about your mid season uh, rivalry rival. Oh, I always have a why do I always do that rivalry weekend? Uh, that Friday in Division One, you got North versus South. Uh, Londonderry at Pinkerton, Memorial at Central, Spalding at Dover, uh, and then Saturday in D1 you got Bedford at Goffstown, Winnicunit at Exeter, and then Merrimack at uh, Bishop Girton. Uh, D2 you've got a couple of uh, maybe less um, traditional rivalries, although you do have, you have Milford at Hollis Brookline on a Saturday night. Uh, yeah. You know, and then you've also got on Friday uh, Bo at Sauhegan, which has been a uh, a pretty good matchup the last couple times they've met. Yes, it has. Um. So yeah, that's um that's kind of your weekend there. That uh, you know now with all these games being uh, if they're I don't know if they're going to be live streamed as much as they they were last year. But I mean that's kind of the maybe maybe you stay home and have just a bunch of tabs open up on your computer and you know just bounce back and forth between games. Yeah, there was more than once that I did that. <laughs> <laughs> more often, the you know the the Friday night game. You know, when you hey, when you get old like me, you don't go out on Friday night anymore. You just sit at home and be a football nerd and watch the high school streaming games. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was. I, it's funny. I was looking for when that was going to be right. When it kind of Exeter is just such a classic. Um, 
there's some good ones in there. You know, and, and hopefully, you know, by that point, or hopefully things have kind of maybe gone back in the direction that they were, you know, in, in June and, and early July, and, and you can have a ton of fans at that game uh, or, or all of those games. Um, you know, definitely one thing that's kind of we haven't really mentioned or, or we don't really know too much about yet is, is whether they're going to be a, um, a lot of fans allowed back into games. Hopefully there'll be some um, at least. Uh, or at least, you know, I know some everyone pretty much did last year, letting in um, parents mostly. But, you know, hopefully it, uh, it will let a little in, a little bit more than that in. It's it's yeah, really I, it's it's really amazing. So, I'm sorry for the for the the spring playoffs. There were more fans at games, and, and and the the difference that it made. I really didn't think it was a ton of a difference, but it really was. It was it was a remarkable difference. Yeah, I really hope that that's going to be different this year. I um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think I only went to one game last year, which yeah. is I I can't remember the last time in my life that I only went to one high school football game. And, and it was the, uh, it was the Hollis, um, Sauhegan playoff game. And I got invited by the, the, the Hollis athletic director, right. Who I used to work for when I was an assistant coach there and went with, uh, a, a, a couple of the administrators and a couple of, a couple of the former coaches from, from Hollis. And it was, you know, kind of an interesting one cause I had coached at both schools fairly right. recently, yeah. but that, that was the only one I got into. Right. And, and it was a great game. And, good atmosphere over there in the jungle. But I mean, that's the first time in 20 something years that I had not consistently been going to high school football games. I went to one game. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there were a lot of people that had that same experience last year because of the, the, the restrictions that were necessary, you know? So, I mean, I, I really hope that that's different this year. I understand if it's not, but I really hope that's different this year. It, it, it just, it just didn't have the same feel to it. No, absolutely did not. Um, you know, and then, um, uh, one game I wanted to, wanted to point out in division three that, um, you know, when I saw this on the schedule, I was like, oh, this must be a good rivalry game too, uh, is Winnesquam at Laconia. Mm. Sounds like it, right? Yeah. Uh, so I went back and, and was looking through again. I, unfortunately, I mean, the records I can find don't go back too much further than early 2000s. So, you know, it's possible they... You know, they played a ton in the, you know, 90s or 80s or, you know, who, who remembers that? Um, the only game, sure. Has Winnesquam had a program for that long? I don't, you know, I honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not either. <laughs> I, I don't know that they have. I think they're not like, I think they're relatively new, right? Okay. Like not, that, but, but that, that, there's a, there's another point to that. Um, so the only only meeting that I could find between the two of them uh, was last season that uh, Winnesquam beat Laconia thirteen nothing, um, and that was at least in the last twenty years or so that was the only meeting between them. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be an interesting one. Kind of uh, again, something you would assume would be kind of a local rivalry, um, but they haven't crossed paths. Yeah, just it's just a little. I I don't I. A little strange when I was again I with these new line lineups or alignments for the the division three and four, it just to, to me it's creating some interesting matchups that I don't think, um you know we've seen too much of. Uh, yeah. Of course I I say that and then the next game I was going to mention here in D four was uh, Newfound at Franklin. Um, that's kind of the opposite. Um, in the right. last <laughs> the last twenty years these guys have played each other fifteen times. 
uh, and Franklin ha- uh, having won 10 of them, uh, yeah. including an upset in the uh, the 2018 semifinals uh, in D4. So yeah, I, I say that, and then I immediately have a, a, uh, an exception to the rule there for you. Right. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's the week five or week four schedule. Week five, we get into uh, early October. Um, you know, some more uh, rivalry games um, on the slate. Of course, the the top one probably being BG at, at Nashua South. Um, again, another uh, I guess classic rivalry uh, dating back to when Nashua was. Uh, you know, there was one school, public school. Um, they'd play each other every year on Thanksgiving, so that's kind of a a classic matchup. They've had some interesting games over the years, uh, the last couple of years where, you know, some, um, you know, some things that you wouldn't expect to have happened have ended up happening. And, um, yeah, so that should be an interesting one. And then you've got, uh, Manchester central at Bedford, which has turned into uh, a nice little, uh, little, little rivalry. Here we go again. Rivalry there. Yeah. And central was a young team last year that, you know, you got to figure they'll be they'll be back in good form um you know bedford was was young and i think was was last year coach matthew's first year second year i believe was his second year right right so you know they're starting to get used to uh to him and his system and you know last year you almost have to kind of say yeah because as we've said right preseason's really when you get to know your team and everything and um so it'll be interesting to see what, what bedford comes back with this year right right um, a couple Seacoast games too: Dover at Winnicott at Portsmouth at Spalding. Um, you know, some uh, I guess uh, more yeah, like we're saying classic. I mean, those are old school kind of D two rivalries from what the early two thousands. Yeah, a um, couple interesting matchups there. Um, you know, in, in Division two, you've got one too up up north with uh, with Plymouth at Kennett. Um, you know, again, uh, teams that have have played each other probably more times than we can count, um, you know, over the years. Uh, yep. You know, and then um, a game that I was looking – oh, and I almost forgot this D1 game uh, on that Saturday. You've got Wyndham at Salem, um, kind of an old – you know, uh, Wyndham kids, of course, for years went to uh, went to Salem before that school opened. So that's one of those, uh, you know, kind of returning home to play them uh, I don't know if they've played at Salem either since Wyndham has moved up to uh, up to Division One. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they have. Yeah, so that should be. I think they scrimmaged a couple times back when they were in different divisions. Yeah. I think that uh, Coach Raycraft, when he was there, used to do sort of like a joint practice type of scrimmage, uh, or maybe some preseason type of stuff with Salem and and uh, and get some good good stuff going. So it'd be nice to see those guys rejoined and battle it out. You know the. Um, uh, game I kind of looked at in, in the in Division Three that week, uh, Trinity at Monadnock sounds like a, uh, you know, it could be a top tier matchup. Um, they played in the semifinals last year uh, with Monadnock, or not in the semifinal, an early round of the playoffs uh, with Monadnock winning that game. Um, you know, so that should be an interesting. Of course, Monadnock's had a, a, a coaching change too with uh, with with Ryan Avery um, stepping down out there. Um, not sure who the new coach is out there. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, that one. So that's interesting. Of, coach yeah. Avery had taken over for, for um, Coach Patnode, and I think he was a, a, an internal hire, meaning I think mm-hmm. he was on Coach Patnode's staff. He was, yes. Um, so there was a lot of carryover, like, in terms of their systems, right? I mean, it, right. 
they looked very much the same offensively and defensively from when Coach Patnode was there. There were a lot of a lot of the coaching changes this year uh, were kind of flying under the radar. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a challenge trying to keep up with with some of them, um, which is yeah. unu- unusual for football. But then again, everything of the last year and a half has been unusual. So right, <laughs> not too much of a surprise there. Um, you know, week six. Um, you know, you got the the last of the the Nashua games with BG playing North. On a Friday night, you also got Bedford at Memorial, which um, you know was a was a pretty exciting playoff game, playoff matchup last year. Um, I would think it you know be the same again this year. Uh, Dover at Exeter, which uh, you know if um, memory serves, I believe Dover knocked off Exeter in the regular season, um, and then I think Exeter turned around and, re- and, and returned the favor in the playoffs. Yeah, um, I think it was a week one. Yeah. Or or it might have been week two, but one of the teams didn't have a week one or something like that. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was a it was an early it was an early uh early game and then the and then the script got flipped. For that later game, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of the, the matchup I think to watch in division two that week. You've got uh Lebanon at Bow, which was a, a you know, a pretty good playoff game last year where Lebanon went to Bow then. Uh, and knocked off Bo, uh, and then unfortunately, because um, I think Bo had had some COVID concerns, then Lebanon had some, and ended up having to forfeit their um, their semifinal game against Plymouth. Um, so that's a that's an interesting rematch there. And then uh, actually a couple D one games on that Saturday that looked pretty interesting: uh, Pinkerton at Nashua South, and uh, and Londonderry at Wyndham. Right. Yeah, and Pinkerton is virtually one of you know not not completely, but virtually one of these teams that we talked about earlier, which was you know you've got a bunch of sophomores who are going to be seniors now who basically didn't have a season right last year, you yeah. know because they I think you know they played a game and then they were done. So um, so yeah, Pinkerton's a team we haven't talked a whole lot about just in terms of knowing what they've got coming back because we don't know what they have coming back, <laughs> <laughs> uh. right? Um, you know, and then there's a, there's a game in D3 that week, um, that, you know, has kind of become, um, like a budding rivalry there where you got, uh, Monadnock playing at Campbell, um, that Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon. Um, they, you know, they've played six times, um, you know, since the 2017 season or excuse me, the 2016 season and, um, Monadnock's won four out of the six, but Campbell's got one, it got one of those, uh, championship game wins over them. So. Right. That's, yeah, that's turned into a, a fun little rivalry there. Um, yeah. You know, then you look ahead to uh, to week seven. Um, you know, some interesting the, – the interesting matchup, I think, in D1 there is actually maybe on that Saturday where you've got Winnicott going to Goffstown uh, for a Saturday afternoon game. That, of course, um, those two teams have actually met in the semifinals a couple times now. Of course, Goffstown winning last year. Winnicott winning in uh, 2017 on their way to to a championship yep. uh, in D1, so that should be an interesting one, I think. Yeah, and Winnicott, I think, is going to be pretty good this year, from what I've heard. That, that they've got a lot coming back and some pretty good athletes that they're going to lean on. So that's that's uh, that's an interesting game. You know, then um, in D2, um, I think the game that jumps out again there. Um, or, or two games actually that kind of uh, stand out to me. I think another another game at Bow. You got Hollis Brookline going up there, and um, 
you know, I think the last two last time those teams played uh, was in the semifinals. Uh, yeah, two years ago when when Hollis Brookline upset Bo on the way to their championship. Yep. And then the other game, uh, Plymouth at St. Thomas uh, on a Saturday afternoon. You know that they've had some pretty good meetings. Um, you know since they both have been in D two, so that that could be another uh, another pretty good game. And then, um, yeah, looking at looking at the D three schedule, um, Campbell at Pelham. Um, you know that those you know close, yep. I mean very close teams um, could be kind of a new rivalry in the making there in Division three, maybe. Yeah, that's certainly a big one. Yeah, and then um, in Division Four, um, you know, I I, I think um, maybe that uh, Raymond at Newfound game on that Saturday afternoon uh, maybe stands out as kind of the the game of the week uh, in the division there. Um, yeah, week eight. Um, I got to double check on this because it looks like um, we might have some Thursday night football that week, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, when I when I was putting the schedule together, I it's it's always one of those sometimes that you're like you you see the date of the game and you're kind of like wait a wait a minute is that what's Friday that week is Friday that's oh wait no that's um that's actually a Thursday okay that's weird uh, right you know when you're when you're you're kind of not sure of what when the days add up or what what week is which uh, but yeah that's a as of right now it's scheduled a Thursday night game between Nashua North and uh, and Pinkerton. Uh, that's on, really weird yeah on the 21st um so um I, I you know what personally i would love to see more of this i know it's not going to happen or, or it doesn't usually happen because then you lose that extra day of preparation um going into the game and, and i know coaches don't want want to lose that uh but i would i would absolutely love if there was like a regular thursday night game um every week wouldn't it i think that would be fun yeah like what the nfl did right yeah. i mean Put another night on the schedule. Yeah, it would, it's again, it's one of those great things for fans. I'd love it too. Hop on out on Thursday, but man, if I was a coach, I'd be ripping my eyeballs out if I got scheduled <laughs> for a Thursday night game. I mean, it kind of it kind of gives you a chance to to highlight your 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 program too, doesn't it? It does a little bit, right? Because you're the lone you're the lone uh, scheduled game, you know, so people can come around and cover it and live stream it, and yeah. you know, yeah, it, media would be there. This is this is a hint to everyone out there putting the schedules together. Schedule more <laughs> Thursday night games. Right. <laughs> um you know, the other game that, that kinda stands out that week, um, you know, Londonderry at Salem, um, is is kind of a, another classic uh kind of rivalry game that, that we've seen over the over the years. Um so, you know, and I think that one um last year I think they split. I think Londonderry won in the regular season and then in Salem turned around and beat him in the playoffs. Uh, to get to the semifinals, so um, I, w- I would expect that to be another really good one. And then um, looking at D two, uh, St. Thomas at Hollis Brookline. Um, you know, th- in the in years past, that's been a game where you'd probably set the uh, the point total at what like eighty, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure if that's going to be the case this year, but could be. Um, we'll we'll learn about that a little bit uh, as we move along throughout the season. I'm sure. Um, you know, Division Three, the game that kind of caught my eye there. You've got a Friday night meeting between uh, Campbell and Stevens uh, at Stevens, and um, what's interesting, I think, about that is because they since t- 2016 they've played each other four times, 
and all four games have been in the playoffs. Which yes. is just really odd. Yeah. Um, especially since they've been it's not you know, it's not like they haven't been they've been in separate conferences, so I guess that makes a little bit more sense. Um and, and what's what's also kind of strange about that too is both times that Stevens has won, it's been in the quarterfinals, and both times that Campbell has won, it's been in the semifinals. Just really strange to how that kind of yeah. works out. Uh, and of course, uh, week nine is uh, last week the regular season, end of end of October. Um, you know, I, I think probably our, our matchup of the week there. Um, you know, looks like a. Uh, you know, <laughs> it'll probably make a little bit more sense as we get there. But you know, there's not there are not too many like huge um, matchups. Maybe once we get to that point. You know, we'll we'll see some uh, some stuff with with playoff seating and all that. I guess you look at North and Londonderry, um, probably one of the bigger games that week. Merrimack at Salem, um, yeah. So those those two are probably your top ones. Um, yeah, Kings. Yeah, Memorial Winnicott, depending yeah. on the types of seasons those teams have had, could could actually be a, a pretty pivotal one. Um, in D two, you got uh, Kingswood at Kennett, another you know another. Uh, long time rivalry there, um, which is an interesting one. They always play that one at the end of the year, which I was I was kind of interesting um, yeah. that they wait and do that one the last week of the season. Um, you know, in D three, you got um, Pelham at Winnesquam, which I you know I find that inter- an interesting one just because you got um, Winnesquam that that was a team that was coming off back to back championships going into last year, and then Pelham winning last year's championship. Again, a meeting between teams that have have never played before, uh, I would imagine, um, or at least not for a while. Um, yeah, so some pretty good games there, and then of course, um, you know, we we then get into November and we get into the playoffs. Uh, that first weekend in November, you got uh, quarterfinals for D one, D two, and semifinals for for D three and D four. I don't even want to think about the fact <laughs> that we're talking about November right now. <laughs> I mean, it's still you know it's still sunny and warm out, Joe. <laughs> we'll be in full jackets and jeans, and there won't be many leaves left on the trees by uh, that you, point. I don't even want to think about that. You know me; I'm always, I'm always, uh, I always plan too far ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. Any uh, any final thoughts though before we uh, we kind of wrap up for the the first week? Uh, we just uh, yeah, just going over that schedule probably. Uh, bit off more than we can chew there i think uh t- like you said talking about cold weather games while it's still 90 degrees out um <laughs> not no no i i think we you know i think we hit a lot of you know sort of speculative highlights in terms of where we think uh there might be some really good matchups but you know uh, you know you know as well as i do the uh the the, the season will shape up very quickly and and you know we will find um, that there are some some teams that we may have underestimated, and you know that will create some different highlight games uh, by the time the middle of the season rolled around. And then there'll be there'll be other teams that uh, maybe we thought were going to be really good that that you know kind of have a rough start, and we might say, "Ooh, geez, you know maybe some of those matchups weren't as good as we thought uh, as we head in." But uh, th- that's what I'm looking forward to the most is seeing how the whole thing shapes up and and uh, how the different teams come to play is going to be exciting. Absolutely, yeah. Well, he is uh, he is Mike Lockman, coach. Thanks again for uh, for doing this, and uh, looking forward already to uh, to next week and what uh, 
I think next week we'll do a little bit more of a, a season preview uh, before we, we start talking about some games the following week. So I look forward to that. Yep. I am uh, Joe Marcellina. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.